Hello, this is Alonzo Bowden, and welcome to Who's Paying Attention, episode 26. Wow, we are racking them up. It is good to be home. I have finished my investors group tour. I have seen more little towns in Canada than I knew existed, so it is great to be back. And, uh, well, let's get right into it, right? Because, I mean, election day is now, what, two weeks away? Uh, and and hot and heavy and close. Haven't talked to you in a while. Barack Obama won the third debate. And you know what? So what? I mean, apparently it just doesn't matter. The third debate was supposed to be on foreign policy. And it's funny because back in 08, when Obama got elected, when he was running, his lack of experience in foreign policy was a liability. And he was going to turn the country over to the terrorists and surrender America and blah, blah, blah. And um, of course, he's had a good foreign policy record highlighted by signing the order to kill Osama bin Laden. And and honestly, if I were Barack Obama, that would be my middle name. I'd be Barack, I killed bin Laden, Obama. That would be my name because you can't shout it enough. And and Romney, we, we saw another Romney. We saw another side of Romney. This Romney in the debate, he agreed with Obama on on Obama in Libya, and Obama actually took the uh, responsibility for losing our ambassador and security force, which was kind of amazing and actually kind of cool. You seldom see politicians say that they are responsible. So now Romney agreed with him on Libya, his actions, and agreed on Egypt and. Romney actually said we're going to get the troops out of Afghanistan in 2014. Now, if you remember two weeks ago, it was it was terrible strategy and weakening the military and blah, blah, blah. You can't give a target date for leaving. And now Romney's got a target date for leaving. And and over and over, Romney was like, Iran is four years closer to a nuclear weapon. Now, when asked what he would do, severe economic sanctions, which is the same thing the Obama administration is doing. And then he he keeps, for some reason, he keeps harping on the Navy being smaller than it was in 1913. Nothing about it being more efficient. And Obama finally put an end to that when he said, and it was hilarious, he said, listen, we don't have as many bayonets and horses as we used to either. But it was, that's that's how the debate went. Barack Obama won the debate. But what Romney did that was brilliant was he twisted the foreign policy where he was weak to economic where he seemed strong. He said that, you know, our foreign policy is weakened by the deficit and Barack Obama has increased the deficit and unemployment isn't is high and blah. You know, it's the same old thing. Right. But he did change the narrative of the debate. And, and I don't even remember who the moderator was because they're so bad at it now. So yeah, Barack Obama won the debate. But here is the thing. Nobody cared. By the third debate, I think everybody was tired of it. There was nothing major. We didn't learn anything. Barack Obama won two out of three, but losing the first one hurt him more than winning the next two, which leads to the polls and the polls and more polls. In one poll, we have Barack Obama's up by two. Then there's another poll that has Mitt Romney up by two. Then there's a poll that says they're even. Then there's a poll that says they're even, except Obama gets Ohio. Then there's a poll that says they're even, but Romney gets Florida. And even while I'm mentioning polls, there's another poll with a different result. Look, it's going to be close. And they're even talking about what could happen if there's a tie. You know, if they tie in electoral votes, then every state gets an individual vote 
And if that runs into a tie, then somehow Boehner could become president. And then it could be left up to the Senate and the Senate could choose the vice president. And so theoretically, there's a way it could happen where you could have like a President Obama and a vice president Ryan or a president uh, Romney and a vice president Biden. Listen, people vote. It's going to be close. And, and I, you know, here's the thing. I, I don't know why it's going to be close. Oh, I don't know. How about this little statistic? Um, the Associated Press did a poll and I hope you're sitting down when you're listening because this, this is going to, this is going to shock you right here. Um, racism is still thriving in the United States, according to the Associated Press poll. That's right. And it says Americans are even more racist now than in 2008. I know. I know. I, too, was absolutely shocked. I thought racism had come to an end. I I thought it had died and we were all skipping down the road of love. In the poll, respondents were asked questions to measure explicit racism, such as words used to identify people who are black or Hispanic. In other words, do you call them names? (laughs) And, um... What the poll found is that 51%, and this is interesting how they write this, 51% of Americans now hold racial racial prejudice against blacks. They they don't say 51% of whites. I wonder why that is. It's 51% of Americans. It was 48% with the same poll in 2008. So people are madder at black people now, and, and the Latinos... Are, are not doing much better. They, they're they at 57% negative. So as a black man, at least we're ahead of them. And um, the poll found out Barack Obama would lose up to 5% points of his share of the popular vote due to racism, but he can gain 3% based on people voting for him because he's black. Now, here, here's the thing about this racing. First of all, there have been people who have listened to my podcast who call me racist. And, you know, I'm not going to, start naming my white friends although I do have them but I will I will play this card Bobby Lee is a friend of mine he's Asian and Maj Jabrani is a friend of mine and he's Iranian and you know how evil they are so hey I'm open minded but (laughs) all kidding aside look we know racism is prevalent in the United States but here's here's my thing like if a black person votes for Barack Obama the assumption is simply well you're voting for him because he's black But if a white person votes for Mitt Romney or, you know, John McCain or or George Bush or any white president we've had, it's never, well, you're voting for him because he's white. That's interesting to me. And and Romney's people, they they do the wink and the nod thing, right? So when they have a guy at one of their rallies who says, keep the White House white on his T-shirt, they... They ask him to leave, but we have to make you leave. But it's always with a wink and a nod. Listen, it's a sad state of affairs. I I joke about it, and my joke is that I vote for Barack Obama because he's black. There's a million other reasons, but he had me at black. You know, Barack Obama is, is intelligent. He has taken the country at a time when it was in horrible shape financially, our world standing was down, our allies were angry with us, etc. He turned that around. The economy is moving. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If Barack Obama was white, this election wouldn't even be close. It would not even be close. But Mitt Romney switches positions so much. I think, honestly, that Romney is one of the undecided voters. You know how they always talk about the undecided voters? I think he's one of them. 
that's how much he switched positions and and they would have crucified him for being a flip-flopper this or that let's face it this and you i may never again this may never happen again it's never happened before but i have to agree with rush limbaugh this election has nothing to do with mitt romney elmer fudd could be running this election is love barack obama versus hate Barack Obama. And there's a hell of a lot of people that hate Barack Obama. And unfortunately, there's a hell of a lot of people that hate Barack Obama simply because he's black. Entire movements, the Tea Party, give us our country back that 10 minutes after he was elected. What message was that? Look, I'm not going to go through the whole thing again. I just wish we could get past it. And my hope, I have two things that give me hope. One, the increase in racism. Chris Rock said that it's like the it's in its death throes, right? So it, it's, you know, right before something's defeated, it, it rises up one last time, then it's destroyed. Maybe that's the case. But I have more hope in the young generation. You know, I know um, some kids and I and I say kids, they're they're young adults under 25 and they're fascinating because when they talk about their friends, you have no idea who they're talking about. They're, that friend may pop up and be black white, Asian, Indian, uh, you know, Mexican, anything, even Canadian. Yeah, they're even befriending the Canadians, which, yes, it it personally shocked me. But but that's how it goes. But that's how it goes. So that's my hope that they are so global due to the Internet and, you know, everything else they do that they're they're past that. And that's the hope for the future. So so. Is racism helping Mitt Romney? Absolutely. But here, here's a group that loves Mitt Romney that I don't understand at all. Republican women. I don't understand how a woman can support a party that is against the right for women to make equal money, against the health care, the extra health care women need. And let's face it, women go to the doctor way more than men. It's the plumbing, ladies. you got to take care of the plumbing. You know it as well as I do. And you do a good job. They're against that. They're, they're anti-abortion. And yet women support them. They support them all the way. This is, this, it would be like, like a cow doing those commercials, eat beef. It's what for dinner. Like, I don't think any cattle are really you know, on the side of eating meat. I think if it was up to cattle, if they had a say in the matter, they would be strong vegetarians. They'd be pushing the vegetarian movement. How women support the party that literally, uh, uh, they don't support rape. They're okay with it. You, you have s- congressmen and senators in the Republican party. We know Aiken. Aiken said, ladies, if you if it's a legitimate rape, your body will stop the pregnancy. And then we have Murdoch, the, the congressman from Indiana, who said, well, if rape leads to pregnancy, then God wanted it that way. And and Ryan, who's the vice presidential candidate, who s- sees rape as, well, it's really just another form of conception. Uh, what? You know, and, and God forbid that anyone in their family gets raped. But I don't know how these guys treat the women in their family, but, but how funny would this, you want irony? What if one of their, what if one of them, someone close to them was raped by an illegal alien and got pregnant and then the baby was born and the baby would be American that that would cause their head to explode. They would hate it. I don't understand Republican women, black Republicans don't get them either other than them wanting to do it for publicity or they think they're in 
You know, Clarence Thomas thinks he's on the team and Colin Powell thought he was on the team till he disagreed with the team and now he supports Barack Obama. Interesting, but a good good one. Good one. It's it now I had a friend who was a gay Republican. <laughs> Very rich businessman and he's a gay Republican and I was like, "How can you be a gay Republican?" He said, "I love money more than I love boys." And I, I give him that. I respect that move. Um I honestly don't understand women being Republican, but it's it's a free country. They're absolutely entitled to be whatever they want to be, to support who they want for whatever reason. So God bless them. But Romney's moving up in that demographic. More women are voting for Romney. So, you know, there's a poll. It's been 10 minutes. There's been another poll and Romney's increased in women voters. Now, here's here's another one. And this is where Romney, this is where he amazes me, where he says this stuff. He was given a speech. Uh, Mitt Romney was giving a speech in Tampa, Florida. And what he said was his party, the Republicans, rallied behind President Obama when he won in 2008, hoping that he would succeed. This is what Romney said. The president was not the choice of our party, but we are a good and generous people who are united by so much more than divides us. You know, I would love that machine that takes you to the parallel universe that this must go on in. Because, you know, what I heard was the Tea Party saying, give us our country back. And and you you had congressmen like McDonnell saying that our only goal is to make him a one-term president and on. And, And Congress, just the party of no, everything they could say no to, they said no. They held the country financially hostage shut down the government to stop Barack Obama and and raise lower our credit rating and make it look like he did every chance they get they fought Barack Obama but but we're all wrong the party rallied behind President Obama it, it, you know again I don't know where this parallel universe is or what machine gets you there maybe it's something like Prometheus maybe it's like the movie like you go back in time to the beginning of man And there's some others that took a different direction. They turned right. Get it? They turned right. So Mitt Romney has two opinions on everything. If you're undecided, so is he. You could vote for multiple candidates by voting for one guy with Mitt Romney. And and I'm not saying Barack Obama's perfect, but I'm saying he's a thousand times better than Mitt Romney. So we'll see how this election goes because it's going to be close. Now, all right, let's get away from it. We're going to... We're going to move to some some good news. Here's something going on. A 7.7 earthquake in British Columbia, which could lead to a tsunami in Japan. And we all were watching Hurricane Sandy, which is going to hit the East Coast and just wash that away, apparently. Now, why is all this good news? Because maybe the Mayans are right. That's right. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe it all ends in December. How bad would Mitt Romney's luck be If he won the election and December 21st, bam, Earth wiped out. Well, I guess as a Mormon, he gets special treatment or something. I'm not even sure how that works, but 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 that would be uh, you'd have to laugh. Well, you wouldn't be laughing. You'd be destroyed. I'd laugh. I'd go out with a laugh. It's not good news for the people it hit. But can you imagine earthquakes in Canada and and hurricanes and in Washington, D.C. and and there's going to be record snowfall and they're shutting down airports. (laughs) 
week before election day. Oh boy. And this, they, they said, how would it affect the election, which I'm not supposed to be talking about anymore. It would hurt Barack Obama because obviously he gets a lot more votes up and down the East Coast. So let's hope it doesn't stop people from voting. Okay, more good news. How about some justice? After, after all these years, how about some justice? Former director from Goldman Sachs, Rajat Gupta, sentenced to two years in prison and fined $5 million for insider trading corporate secrets during the hedge fund days. It's not much. Unfortunately, when he's fined $5 million, he has the $5 million and he's only going to spend two years, you know, in some nice white collar country club prison. But at least at least it's something we got to feel a little better just to know that they told them what they did is illegal. Uh, Bank of America, there's a federal lawsuit against Bank of America for one billion dollars, which which to the federal government is much. But again, it's good that there's some penalty. They're, they're getting uh, sued for a billion dollars because Bank of America bought Countrywide Financial. And it's been proven that Countrywide Financial literally had a pattern of fraud. OK, they, they codenamed their mortgage program The Hustle. And Countrywide's whole thing was they wanted employees to churn out loans as fast as they can, as big as they can. It, it was Countrywide simply made bad loans because they made more money selling these loans. So they, so they got people, you know, you're looking for a two-bedroom house. Oh, we could put you in a four-bedroom house, but I don't make enough money. Did I ask you how much money you make? It's stated income. Just fill this in. That's what they did. And, and they suckered a lot of people in. And then... They packaged the paper and they sold it to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which which left the U.S. taxpayers holding the ball. So they won't get all the money back. You know, the government will never get all the bailout money back. But but it's good. I guess it's good to see that there's going to be some penalty. It didn't take that long. I don't know, four years after the fact. But hey, if they get the billion dollars, wouldn't it be great if that billion dollars would divide it up amongst people who had their homes foreclosed? So that they could get their homes back like that. That's the only problem. Those the people who were affected by this will never will never get any fair payback. You know, maybe they should just be allowed to go to Bank of America and slap somebody. Just you just go into the mortgage department, pick somebody and slap the shit out of them. And they're like, I didn't even work at Bank of America back in 2008. Well, you should have because you took my house back. Wow. Just be be bitch slapping bankers. It's sad that I've reached this point. What happened to the intellectual discourse that my podcast once had? I'm down to bitch slapping bankers. I'm sorry, people. Uh, It's getting late. (laughs) What can I tell you? What else is going on in sports news? San Francisco won the World Series. Why is that great? Because today is only October. The hell is today? Today is October 28th, so they proved me wrong. Baseball is over before November. Granted, the game was played in 40-degree weather. It's not good to see a baseball game where the announcers are huddled up in overcoats. You know, you, you got Latin players there. You got players from the Dominican Republic. They're not supposed to be playing baseball in 40-degree weather. They don't understand that. Stop it. Baseball should be over. And where the hell is hockey? What, what, what is wrong with hockey? Don't they understand that hardly anybody's watching anyway. 
You know, the last time hockey had a lockout that lasted the full season, you know what happened at ESPN? They found out they got higher ratings for poker. That's right. That's when poker pushed hockey off the air. Now hockey had a chance at another contract, and uh, they're, they're blowing it. The lockout continues. So I, good luck. I don't know if they're going to play any hockey, but um, they better get their asses out there. Speaking of winter sports, Lolo Jones. You remember Lolo Jones. Lolo Jones, the beautiful, sexy sprinter who went to the Olympics. She's a virgin, which I don't know why I know that. I hate that I know that, but that's what she was called. They talked about it, and she didn't win. She came in fourth. No medals, nothing. Left the Olympics crying. Well, apparently she's made the bobsled team. So if she does well on the bobsled team, she could go to the Winter Olympics in women's bobsled. Why is that good? Because in the bobsled, if you're number four, that just means you're pushing. There are four people in the sled, so maybe she'll just be the fourth one in the sled and stop crying. Yeah, l- forget about Lolo Jones. You know why Lolo Jones bothers me? Because it's it's unfair and it's a sexist society and blah, blah, blah. I get it. But the, the, the ath- women athletes being judged on looks may not be fair. But the women athletes who sell themselves on looks and then they don't win and they're like, well, why do I have to be sexy? Because you sold it. Because you wanted to be that. And Danica Patrick's in the same boat. Danica Patrick has won one more race than me. That's right. She got me beat by one. She's only won once. She won an IndyCar race and that was kind of a fluke. So... You know, she's not, she's not going to win a NASCAR race. She does the GoDaddy commercial. She looks great in a bikini. She gets all kind of publicity. You know her name. You don't know who won the Indy 500, but you knew Danica Patrick was in it every year. You don't know who's winning in NASCAR, but you know Danica Patrick's winning. So if you get the credit for being sexy, don't complain when you're judged on it. Do like Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova, she knew she wasn't winning in tennis, but boy, she looked good in a bikini and she got paid. So, Lolo, I don't even know if I'm going to say good luck in the bobsled. Just just go bobsled and be quiet, all right? And and I've said it before, i say it again. Lance Armstrong, you got a raw deal. The man rides a bike with one nut. I cannot let that go. I simply can't let it go that we, the United States of America, the greatest country on earth, or at least the greatest one I've ever lived in, and I've been to small towns in Canada, it's just one nut and we picking on her. We shouldn't pick on a man with one nut. Finally, people, and, and I think I'm keeping it tight this week. I hope I am. There's so much more to talk about. I'd be glad when the election's over. I'll get to other stuff. But, but Donald Trump had a big surprise. You remember, Donald Trump said he had a big surprise. And, and we were hoping it was a haircut. But no, Donald Trump's surprise, he challenged Barack Obama to release his college records and passport history, and Donald would give $5 million to charity. It was so ridiculous, even Fox News didn't back him up on this. But here's the beauty of it, okay? <laughs> a writer from New York, Dan Collins, a editor-at-large for the Huffington Post, does the New York stuff. He has apologized to America for Donald Trump. Dan, we, we don't blame you, but we do thank you. Okay, it, it's... He apologizes for Donald Trump. He says that the, the reputed billionaire only willing to part with $5 million for charity, it's chump change. The other day, a New York hedge fund manager dropped $100 million on Central Park. And that man hasn't even asked to see Mayor Bloomberg's driver's license. And does Bloomberg have a driver's license? I bet it's hidden under an extra large Coke. Okay, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, Bloomberg has 
banned large sodas in New York, which is hilarious because they, they've decriminalized marijuana and banned large sodas. So if you smoke weed and get dry mouth, you have to buy your Coke from an actual Coke dealer on the corner. It's a whole different sad story. Dan, we appreciate the apology for Donald Trump. We don't blame you. Look, I grew up in New York and I damn sure I don't claim that idiot. But what Dan said on behalf of New Yorkers, I apologize, America. He's not typical. And really, he spends most of his time in Florida. Again, with Florida, it's the crazy state. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I am back on the road in the U.S. of A. November 1st through 4th, I will be at the Improv in Schaumburg, which is just outside of Chicago. I'm looking forward to that. November 16th, I'm at the Downtown Comedy Club on 5th and Spring in Los Angeles. I'm at Loyola University back in Chicago on the 17th. You can hear me on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on November 10th. That's a great NPR show. And I'm going to finish out the month Thanksgiving weekend, the 23rd and 24th. I'm at Parlor Live, which is in Bellevue, just out of Seattle, Washington. I love you guys for listening. People have even walked up to me and said, man, I listen to your podcast. You don't know how much I appreciate that. That is the bomb. This is Alonzo Bowden asking who's paying attention. You are. Look behind you. The polls have changed. They're constantly changing. Vote, vote, vote. Good night. Thank you.